Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. The concept of community and community foundations is being reframed, less strictly tied to the specific locales that originally defined their boundaries, and increasingly about a process of engagement and a resulting sense of belonging. The greatest asset of a community foundation is not the size of its endowment, but its knowledge of community and ability to use this knowledge for positive change. Chris Askin is the president and CEO of the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada. From 2000 to present, Chris has been the executive leader of the region's most comprehensive community foundation, which connects people who care with causes that matter. The website, nevadafund.org. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Sherry. One strength of a community foundation over other forms of nonprofits is that they pull resources that exist within the community and redistribute them for public benefit, giving the community better access and control over resources. So Chris, I want to talk about how the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada identified and then quickly moved to help our community last year during the pandemic. Clearly, an emergency at a scale and level we had never seen before. Uh, but the foundation did have experience. Uh, when the Fernley flood happened, uh, when the a shooting at Sparks Middle School, we moved very quickly. Literally within hours, we had a portal on our website where anybody in the community could give to help those in need. So when uh, the pandemic hit, uh, we very quickly moved, uh, working with our local governments to put in, in place a structure to be able to receive gifts and determine and distribute those to the area of greatest need. So when we talk about a community foundation, and I kind of led with that, you know, it's really about knowing what's going on in the community, being able to act quickly, and then longer term is what you guys really do is with initiatives. So when we talk to people out there about the community foundation, I mean, a lot of what you're talking to them about is, do you want to make change in your community? So, so let's talk about some of the great things you guys have accomplished. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that a lot of the interest in, in really fixing some, some persistent problems in our community is driven by people who have charitable funds at the foundation, who literally will call me up and say, Chris, I want to do something about X problem. I've given to organizations that, that address that need for years, and we haven't made progress. And so I'll say, okay, aha, we've been charged with needing to work on this. And then we will discuss that ideas with our sta other stakeholders. We'll look out in the community and see who's working on that now. Is there a leader? If there's a leader, we want to help then reach out and support that leader in becoming more effective in addressing that and bringing more resources to that. If there isn't a leader, that's when the Community Foundation will step up and say, okay, part of the problem is that we have people working on it, but it's not a coordinated effort. And the Community Foundation can then fill that role. The Community Foundation is a nonprofit, but you're not out raising funds in order to 
solve like youth homelessness or whatever. You are the pool of resources. So let's let's lay out how it is that you guys are able to. Well, uh, we we use what we call a convening type process. It's different than what most people do. Typically, when there's a problem, the experts will gather, the experts being the people who've been professionally trained and who work in that sector, but not necessarily all of the people who actually are experiencing the trouble and the problems where they're not able to get ahead. So what the Community Foundation does is over a period of really months, we, we convene groups in, in the case of homeless youth. Our first meeting hosted at the Boys and Girls Club involved 400 people. But the big surprise to everybody was 85 homeless youth had, had came to that event. And they were spread at tables throughout the room. It completely changed the conversation. So that's really the difference in how we approach it is, uh, is we consider the stakeholders, the key stakeholders, the people who are actually experiencing the problem. We've continued that same approach when we've started to work with people who, who are caregivers for people at home. And now with our, our, our newest initiative, working with people who are experiencing financial difficulties. Uh, rather than you know, the experts, uh, we consider those people the experts, and they help guide the process. And it seems to, uh, to have a good impact. Uh, I would add to that that money won't solve the problems. But money combined with collaboration, combined with uh, uh, influence, if you will, advocacy, uh, sometimes rules have to be changed at the county or city or state level in order for us to be able to solve the problem or at least improve. So if I was someone who says, yeah, I'm really not familiar with a community foundation, yet I am a person that has some financial wherewithal, and, and I want to clarify that too, because you know most people think you've got to have millions and millions of dollars to make a difference. We know in the nonprofit world that $50 can make a difference, but realistically, when you're out looking for those people that are within our community, that want to give back to our community, talk about why I would want to consider the community foundation versus setting up my own nonprofit or my own private family foundation. I'll address the second part first. In terms of setting up your own nonprofit or your own private foundation, uh, in my experience, people have a lot of energy when they decide they want to do that. And that energy sustains them for the first year or two, during which time they establish the corporate structure. Following that period, they find themselves somewhat alone uh, because typically then not only uh, do they want to uh, fund the organization, but they don't have the means themselves as an individual to do that. Now, if they do have the means to do that as an individual, they might need to go the private foundation route. But even that doesn't make financial sense unless you're setting up a private foundation of at least $10 million. With uh, the community foundation, oftentimes the first conversation w with that person would be to talk about what is it that they're trying to address or improve or change. If that person is interested in, in really doing something, but at a smaller scale financially, we might then connect them up with a couple of organizations that are doing that work, and with their additional support and leadership, something can happen. Uh, if, if that individual is looking at doing something more significant, which we would basically say at least $25,000 that they want to put into addressing the problem, and maybe not all in one year, but they want to make a substantial commitment to that, then we would talk with them about 
uh, different ways that that could be accomplished, how we may have some other people who might want to add to that pot to help make that happen. But it would be through the community foundation where the community foundation help coordinate how that's distributed. We would immediately start to look at how can we leverage that up. Uh, in terms of uh, how they would give that, we would then prefer that they would talk with us about their, their finances a little bit, very confidentially, so that we could suggest some things to them that they might consider in terms of how they might give $25,000, but maybe it only costs them $15,000 because of certain ways to give their tax-wise. Yeah, so it's, it's a tax benefit for a lot mm -hmm. of folks. But more important, it's a way for people that want to really participate in the community in a way that, you know, like say, you're not, you're, no one can do it alone. You guys are exceptional about managing that money, investing that money, and making sure that the money is there so that they can continue to give. But most important, it's a way for you to, like you say, identify what are you trying to solve, where do you want to see your effort, all your hard work that created this wealth for you, how do you want to give that back? And so what would you say to someone that is, you know, thinking about, how do I take what I've created and really make impact in my own backyard? Everything we do with individuals in that situation is highly customized. So we would want to draw that out. Uh, what is it that you want to address? What are the things that you care about? Uh, and then we would narrow that down to more specifically what you're really trying to get in terms of your end result, your bang for your buck. Uh, and then based on uh, that conversation, we could then begin to provide some more specific advice. We could potentially set up some site visits with some organizations. Sometimes uh, if somebody uh, does not want to become known, we would do those site visits or we do that legwork, and the organizations know that we are we're working with some, a donor, but uh, they don't know who. Uh, and so uh, and all of the nonprofits know who we are. Of course. <laughs> You're the pot of money in we, their eyes. <laughs> we are. We are. Uh, that's funny. So when we're talking about how can I make a difference in my backyard, I want, I want to continue to focus a little bit more on the initiatives that the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada literally started and even accomplished last year. And these are initiatives that aren't over by any stretch. They continue to be built on. So let, let's focus in on one that I think is so important, especially during the pandemic, is the Caregivers Initiative. Mm -hmm. Well, the Caregiver Support Initiative uh, was launched by the Community Foundation five years ago. It came to us once we learned that Washoe County had, at that point, based on a survey, 6,500 uh, seniors who were caring for somebody at home. These are unpaid, non-professional caregivers. Uh, and even then, it was through a competitive process that our board chose that from one of 23 different ideas presented because it was something that, uh, based on our research, was a huge unmet need. Nobody was addressing that. And we also determined that we had the capacity to make a huge difference in that. Uh, we, before we jump into anything, we want to kind of evaluate, uh, do we have the resources, the knowledge, the connections to help? And so that's when we chose to address that initiative. 
want to talk more about that after this break. This is Sherry Hill with Chris Askin, who is the president of the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada. We'll be right back. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. I have guest Chris Askin, who is the president of the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada. And we've been talking about some of the initiatives that the Community Foundation has taken on and has really convened and collaborated to move the needle on some of the more pressing problems, issues, suggestions within our community. We were talking about the Caregiver Support Initiative which was launched in 2016 and then has significantly grown to be the go-to for caregiving resources. So Chris, let's kind of talk about what is it, why is it working, and how valuable has this been to our community? When we first launched this initiative, we held meetings of people all around the community who are caregivers. And we said, what do you need? What are the problems? And uh, the, the biggest problem is, uh, it springs on most people rather suddenly. Now, even if it's somebody who goes down, uh, let's say, with dementia over a period of months or years, it feels to everybody as though it's rather sudden when suddenly somebody needs full support. But sometimes it literally is somebody fell, there was an event, they're at the hospital, three days later they're going to be released, and you meet with the discharge planner who says to you, by the way, they can't care for themselves anymore, they can never be alone. Now, this was three days. So people find themselves in this situation in Washoe County and in North, throughout northern Nevada. And so uh, they needed to know where the resources were. Uh, we, ex we researched everything. We found several hundred community resources, many of which are free, which currently exist that people didn't know how to find them. Uh, so knowing that and knowing that phone numbers change, emails change, all of these things change all the time, we determined that that needed to be an online resource. So we could update it four times a year to make sure that when somebody calls a number, it works every time. Uh, the other thing we determined was that there is a, essentially a roadmap, if you will, of how to navigate becoming a caregiver suddenly. Uh, and it has to do with what, what are the first things that you need to do in that moment when uh, Sometimes people describe it as rat brain. You can't think because you're overwhelmed because you're supposed to go to work tomorrow. You have other family members you're caring for, and suddenly this has happened. Uh, and then there's the more comprehensive things to do. Uh, people need to take notes. Uh, and so we put together a guidebook. The guidebook, uh, thankfully, is now in all the CVS pharmacies, all the Walgreens pharmacies in town. Uh, other uh, grocery chains, it's in all the Rayleigh's pharmacies. 
So these are literally in racks and they're available. And on the, on the bottom of every single page, it tells you to look at washocaregivers.org for all the actual resource connections. Uh, but the book has been incredibly well received. I think we're in our fourth printing. We have it in both English and Spanish. Uh, it's, it's just been a wonderful resource guide. It was even put together in such a way that it will last years. It's heavy-duty paper. It has a pocket folder in the back, so if you're getting information from the doctor, you can make notes in the book and put those in there. Uh, it's just been wonderfully well-received. And our most recent measure uh, was a way for caregivers to communicate instantly with each other and use each other as a resource. So uh, several months ago, we started an online chat, uh, and uh, it's been, we have people joining every day. Uh, you can pose your question to other caregivers, and the answers come forth, the advice comes forth, and you know you're not alone. I wish I had known about that because I experienced exactly what you're talking about with my father. From that initiative, one of the things that did surface is financial scams. Mm -hmm. I think of it in a couple different ways. The community has issues and problems. Uh, and what is the Community Foundation's capacity to help with these problems? So our first initiative had been working with homeless youth. We helped hundreds. The second initiative in working with caregivers is helping thousands. The opportunity to try and help tens of thousands of people was something that personally I was very, very interested in. Let's take on something even bigger. And what is bigger than not just financial scams, but financial issues in general? You know, we can all think about high school students who are graduating and what have they been taught in school or, ev or even at home about finances, personal finances. So they are taken advantage of constantly with all kinds of offers as soon as they turn 18. Those uh, credit card offers keep showing up in the mail. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, stories of young parents and especially single parents being taken advantage of. Uh, and then you go, of course, all the way through life. We have all the payday lenders in town. In some cases, people are paying hundreds of percentage points annually. Many, many people these days don't even bank. They don't have an account. They, this, is, this is how they navigate daily finances. You know, they'll get their check cashed in a, in a casino. This is how they operate. So I always thought of this initiative as being something much, much more comprehensive than perhaps just dealing with what a lot of us might think of, which is, you know, grandma getting a phone call at home and sending, you know, $1,000 to help her grandson who apparently is trapped in some third world country. This initiative is incredibly comprehensive. It's unfolding uh, in terms of all of the different measures uh, that we can and, and have been doing to help people. But ultimately, I think this is the most likely initiative uh, that will tie into needing to perhaps make some, some legislative changes to protect the population and support the population in becoming more financially literate and competent. One of the is the village on Sage Street. I think about that every day. One of the things I think about is that the, the idea for the village on Sage which came about in April of 2018, uh, we would have never guessed that it would open in July of 2019. It would open with people moving in, a $9 million project. Who would have thought that it could have happened that quickly?
but the community really pulled together. The community foundation served as developer on that project. So we, we, we kind of were plunged, but I could say we volunteered ourselves to take the leadership role in not just the construction and development of the project, but also putting together the funding. So it was a heavy lift. But having pulled it off, it just lets me know and reminds me that sometimes we need to take some risks and take on some really big needs because we do have a lot of friends. I'm talking with Chris Askin, who is the president of the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada. We're talking about all the initiatives, but Chris, when we talk about the Community Foundation, you know, connecting people who care with causes that matter, all these initiatives that we've been talking about, you took the lead, your organization, in talking to the community, what is happening, what do we need? You see change, you see impact. Well, there's tremendous pride. But beyond that, for those people who've put financial resources into the foundation and for our volunteer leadership, and not just the board, but volunteer professional advisors who help and many, many others who help with specific projects, it's a validation of time and resources, which is huge. We all spend time sometimes working on things, and we don't see a lot of, a lot of result for our effort. We owe it to everybody to make sure that our time is well used and it's productively used towards some actual, real, tangible, measurable result. Chris, I'm going to invite you back next week because I feel like we have a lot more to cover. This is such an integral, valuable organization within our community. And as our community grows and expands, so do some of the initiatives or proposals or people reaching out to the Community Foundation, and there's more I would like to cover next week. If somebody wants to find out more about the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada. Yes, just go to nevadafund.org. You'll find all the rest of our contact information there. You're welcome to reach out to the foundation or any individual staff member that you may uh, uh, see and wish to connect with. And you like talking to people, too. I'm very accessible. <laughs> Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show this week. My guest, Chris Askin with the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada. And we're going to pick up this conversation next week. You've tuned in where business is amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show. And tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show.